Good evening. Uh, I'm filming this, or recording this, uh, in the evening, so good evening, but if it's morning, good morning. If it's afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome to Queerly Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jackie. Um, it is a sleepy session, because I've had 8 a.m. working and uh, courses for a while. Uh, Liz is currently dealing with the process of moving in, so... Uh, it's been hard to schedule an episode. However, I vowed that we'd get an episode out this week, seeing as it's been about, uh, I believe, two weeks since our last episode. Um, and I don't know, I like, I like the idea of keeping some sort of schedule. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be a bit of a rambly episode, because I'm tired, uh, and I'm literally laying in bed while doing this, but hopefully it'll be somewhat entertaining and engaging. So today we're going to jump right in. We're going to talk about uh, Do Revenge, which is on Netflix. Um, And I gotta say, uh, first impressions via trailers, um, and I think I saw maybe like a clip from a single interview beforehand, I thought that this would be one of those mediocre films where it's not really ironically funny even. Um, So think Kissing Booth, um, but not even just entertaining to watch. Um, I thought it was just going to be kind of a, uh, one of those, like, corporate appeal to young people, and then also try to be clean as hell and not do anything that's actually, you know, something entertaining, but it actually turned out to be really, really fun. Uh, I actually enjoyed it quite a bit, um, it it reminded me a lot of both Booksmart, which is another uh, movie I want to talk about on here at some point, and it reminded me of Mean Girls, which I think that one especially is on purpose. Um, the film is almost an homage to that type of like '90s movie. Um, well, I guess that came out early 2000s, but it's 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 an homage to like the '90s itself, as well as those movies like Mean Girls and. Um, and Click, I think it's called Click, or is it called Clueless? I forget which one. I only watched it, like, once as a kid. Mean Girls I watched a lot, because, you know, age bracket. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it, it goes into the whole, like, petty hierarchy of high school type thing, where they're all, you know that they're all, like, not high schoolers, but it's kind of diving into the fun, like, drama of it all, um, and being, like, self-aware of what it is. Um, it's not, like, (laughs) Euphoria, I think there are some really good qualities to it, but I do think it, um, at times with the high school drama end of things, it takes itself too seriously. Um, certain topics they cover obviously warrant that type of, uh, type of tone, but some of the other ones, not so much, um, and it leads to some weird dissonance, um, that was a motorcycle outside my house, so that just sucked, um, we'll see if I can edit that out, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, the, this film, it's very, like, it's aware of the fact that it's about, and I guess spoilers, though, you, you'd learn this basically just by watching a trailer, um, or even the, little snippet that Netflix gives you before you actually click on something. 
Um, it is about two characters, one named Eleanor and one named um, Raya. No. Why am I... Why am I blanking right now? Drea, that's why. Okay, I got, I like confused myself. It's Drea, like Andrea. Um, but they just call her Drea, which I've never heard that as like a nickname for someone named Andrea. I think it's a cool one, I gotta say. Um, but so it's about those two at this like rich preppy high school uh, dealing with, as the title suggests, carrying out revenge against uh, those who have wronged them. This is also not like a, like, a, <laughs> no offense to Debbie Ryan, but this is not like a Debbie Ryan type uh, CW show where it's, it's, oh, I'm going to go out and kill them because they, they took my boyfriend or they sent this picture around. So I'm going to do this like over the top thing. It is over the top, but it's not like trying to be all edgy um for the sake of trying to appeal to people um it's more of a humorous way um and knowing it's about the humor so the the way that they <laughs> the ways that they carry out revenge as well as like there are there are many plot twists actually ones that i just straight up did not see coming um and from what i've seen neither have did anyone else uh, and I don't want to, I'll go into spoilers in just a tiny bit, but I wanted to just say for anyone who hasn't watched it yet, um, definitely recommend going and watching it. Um, it's, I think just like an hour, 45, two hours max. It isn't like one of those super, super long ones, which is kind of nice. Um, it has really good acting in it. Uh, the main characters are played by Maya Hawk and Camila Mendes, um, or I think she said, in one of her interviews, I remember, she talked about how it's, like, it's Menges, uh, in Portuguese. That's how you say it, but then anglicized becomes Mendes. Um, either way, though, they do really good jobs. They have really good chemistry. Um, they're really fun to watch together. Um, and Sophie Turner's also in it. She has, like, a bit of a side character cameo. She's very funny in that. Um, oh, and there is... Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hate myself for not remembering her actual name. She is the woman who played Buffy on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and she also, the thing that I really know her from, um, well, I guess I know her from two things. She, I know her from, uh, the live-action Scooby-Doo movies, the, the two, uh, ones with the CGI Scooby-Doo, um, and Freddie Prince Jr. She played Daphne on that, um, and she also played... I don't, I don't know why I can't remember the name of the show anymore. It ran in, like, the 2000s, like, late 2000s, early 2010s, but I think really just late 2000s. And she was playing a, like, a, a medium. So she could, she could talk with ghosts. Um, is it called Ghost Whisperer? It might be. Where she could, like, she was a brunette in that, which I found funny because she's always just a blonde for everything else. Um, but she could talk to ghosts and would help solve mysteries or murders or even, um, people think it's, like, part of an urban legend, but then it turns out it's just, like, a kid who died, sadly, and, like, she'll go and tell the family and things like that. 
Um, it was an entertaining show from what I remember. And her friend, like, owns a flower shop for some reason. I don't... These are, like, weird, old, vague memories. So she she's in it. Uh, she plays the uh, principal or headmaster of the school. Um, and so it's always fun seeing her. Uh, I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff recently, I don't think. She's actually married to Freddie Prince Jr., which is funny. Um, and he played uh, he played Freddie, funnily enough, in those... Um, or Fred, uh, in those um, live-action Scooby-Doo movies with her. Um, so, yeah, she's in that, and it's good. The other people whose names I don't know and, like, I don't recognize from other stuff, they also did a really good job. I liked the music choice. Um, there's a song that they use for, like, most of the trailers. They also use it in the movie. Um, it's called Dumb. Uh, I forget the name of the artist right now, um, and I'm too tired to look it up, but if you look up either the word dumb or look up that word twice, dumb dumb, on, like, YouTube, uh, you'll probably find it. It's a woman, she has, like, uh, platinum hair, I think she's wearing a wig or something, um, or you can just find it on, like, one of the trailers, basically. Uh, it's a catchy song, um, but I like all of their song choices that's very, again, homage to the 90s, a lot of those types of songs in early 2000s, very, very early 2000s. Um, same with the style, even. Uh, I don't know how exactly to describe it, especially as someone who was not alive in the 90s, but it's like very, almost Spencer's, Spencer's gifts, you know? Um... Where it's, like, very pastel colors, um, very sheer fabrics, as well as very, like, coordinated, uh, layered but short, uh, tops and bottoms, I guess. It, it, it's, it's kind of hard to describe, um, but that's my best attempt, uh, but, yeah, so, the, and the, the outfits look good, um, the way it's filmed I liked a lot, same with how it's edited, has a lot of energy to it, um, and the energy a lot of time matches the song that they use. Um, what else? I think that's about it for the, the pre-spoiler, uh, talk, so, if you haven't watched it yet, I definitely recommend that you go and watch it. Um, this also isn't a spoiler, I guess, but seeing as this, this podcast has the word queer in the title, if you're one of those people who, uh, wa watches something because there's a queer character in it and that's a huge lure, which, uh, I mean, I definitely have done that before, so there's no judgment. Um, there is a queer character and it's played, she's played by Maya Hawk, uh, which is funny because apparently... And, like, I don't disagree. Uh, Maya Hawk is a very, uh, lesbian, uh, not looking, I don't want to say that, but, like, she is, uh, being typecast now as a lesbian, I think. Um, and that's just kind of funny. But, I mean, like, huge props to her and, like, respect for, you know, she does a good job. She does a good job and the w the roles she takes for it, um, I think, uh, do a good job in terms of approach of, of, uh, 
queer characters. Um, so yeah, if you haven't watched it already, go watch it. It's on Netflix. Um, it came out not that long ago. I think only a few days ago. Um, it hasn't gotten a huge amount of buzz from what I can tell. But yeah, go watch it. Uh, yeah. Before we get into the actual, uh, spoiler talk, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ramble. Um, so as you all know from my previous, uh, our previous episodes, I have a bunch of fish. Um, and it's weird. So I've always, I've always been a huge animal person. Um, I've always wanted to become somebody who works within the animal health care field. And I have grown up almost always having a dog, uh, a pet dog or multiple. Like there was only maybe a, I think it was maximum like 10 month gap in my life where we just didn't have a dog. Um, and so now I don't, I'm not able to have a dog um, because of um, roommates not being like very, there, there was this whole, there was a whole thing about it, but roommates not being comfortable uh, with having a dog or a cat where they may end up with some sort of responsibility for it, um, which, you know, like that, I don't, that wouldn't happen. I, I would rather go lay in the road than get an animal and with like knowledge that I would not be able to fully provide for it or even the possibility of that um like doing it myself but uh off we're off course um what I was gonna say is that now that I don't have a dog I and and I I previously have um interned at an aquarium so I had a lot of time to uh just chill with with fish and elasmobranchs, which for those who don't know are uh, rays and sharks, um, they I've learned that they have different personalities, and you can kind of you can see it. Uh, it's actually really fun to to be able to tell. Um, and I definitely for anyone who thinks of fish as non uh, as as not really having personality, just kind of existing. Um, I, I'd say, like, give it another look. Give them another look. Because they do have personalities. They're, they remind me kind of of, like, rodents. Maybe not as smart as rats, but, like, gerbils, which I've previously had. Where they're very curious. They're very interested in whatever you're doing. Um, they enjoy just kind of looking at you. And, um, yeah. They're just, they're just happy to see see you and see whatever you're doing it's very cute um and basically what I was trying to get at with this whole tangent is that these fish have now become my uh my mental health uh uh lifeline essentially instead of a dog now it's fish uh so that is where my life has ended up now I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's a thing. Uh, so, there you go. Late night Jackie life update. <laughs> um, yeah, what else? What else? Anything else I want to ramble on about before we get into the actual spoiler territory of the movie? Um, let's see, let's see. Oh, oh, oh. Um, 
So, one thing I did want to talk about was in terms of uh, games. So, I've been playing uh, The Last of Us Part 1 because I'm a shill. um, And, I mean, I have a a Last of Us tattoo. So, when they released the remake, which, like... uh, the pricing I'm kind of split on, so so for reference for people who don't know, this game, the original game, came out in 2013, so it's been almost 10 years now since it came out. They remade it, It's there's been two what are called console generations, so basically two huge upgrades in technology since that first game came out, um, and there's a huge difference uh, if you look up, like, PS3 graphic versus PS4 gra- or sorry PS5 graphic you'll you'll see, but basically they remade the game and at this point standard AAA games so like games from big studios um, go for about sixty to seventy dollars, um, and so people weren't completely happy when they found out that this game which is a remake. Um, with just some over certain overhauls, but not like any any um, monumentous changes uh, outside of graphics and and like certain UI changes, user interface changes um, were made, and so they were being charged for the price of a full game. And so I obviously picked up a copy, um, paid the full I think it's like seventy dollars for it, and. Like, yes, I think it could be cheaper, <laughs> um, but honestly, if it was $50, I'd still grab it, um, and I think that would be a slightly more, like, reasonable price, um, because they did do some huge overhaul on the graphics, like, it looks amazing, every single model, every single environment, um, the animations, uh, all the facial ca- animations have been upgraded quite a bit, and it looks really, really nice. Um, and certain gameplay improvements, they added quick swap between weapons, which thank God, because I like to play those games on uh, Survivor or Grounded, uh, the two most difficult uh, modes. And having to use the D-pad which is like essentially trying to use the small arrow keys on your keyboard instead of your mouse, um, sucked. So, you know, I'm happy about that. Life improvement. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'd agree that it could be cheaper. But then again, it's, it's, this is coinciding with the, um, with the Last of Us HBO series really picking up steam because it's going to be released next year. So this is for this is really for A, people who haven't played it yet, or B, people who have played it but want basically a higher fidelity version, which is fair. I mean, they're they're trying to capture a whole new audience, you know? It's been it's been 10 years. People can <laughs> you could have been like 5 when it came out, never played it. And then, now you're 15, you're getting into video games, and you see this game, which everyone is a really, really uh, amazing reputation uh, among people who play video games. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm mixed feelings on that. But either way, I think the remake is really, really good. 
Um, they also upgraded the Left Behind DLC, which is great. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm only, I'm only, I think like 60% through the, the remake game now. So we'll see. We'll see if my thoughts change at all, but I don't think so. They, one interesting thing is for the cutscenes, um, they, they didn't really change the, um, the expressions, like the basic expressions that you see in the first game. But instead, they took those expressions that you saw on, like, the characters' faces and you used that as, like, a template. So it's almost like the they used them as, quote-unquote, keyframes. And then the in-between frames was where they made the huge upgrades to uh, expression, uh, facial expression, everything. Um, but, okay, we've been on this tangent long enough. I'm just going to into back into the uh into the spoiler section of do revenge Okay, I've once again changed positions, um, so any random changes in audio, uh, quality or, or sound, that's why, um, but yeah, so, spoiler warning, here we go, do revenge, um, so, first of all, uh, major plot twists, so, during the film, we find out that uh, Eleanor, who is played by Maya Hawk, has essentially been lying uh, to uh, Camila Mendez's character, Drea, about... I'm trying to find a good way to explain it. So basically, Drea has been trying to get revenge on uh, her... Uh, former boyfriend and former friends for essentially turning on her and for the boyfriend leaking a uh, I guess it's a it's supposed to be like a video nude a nude video from what I could tell it's not like a picture that's it's weird um, but basically leaked that to the entire school uh, destroying her reputation and then she punched him in the nose she got on behavioral probation, um, and after meeting uh, uh, Eleanor at camp, at t a tennis summer camp thing, um, they basically meet up back at school during the fall, it's their senior year, and they decide to take revenge. So in this case, Eleanor has talked about a girl named Carissa who apparently had uh, made up a story about Eleanor 
um, forcing herself onto her, onto Carissa, onto her, um, and basically made people think she was some sort of predator. Uh, and so we find out later on that it's not the case. It was actually uh, Rhea, or Drea, sorry, uh, Drea, who had done this to Eleanor. Um, and so Eleanor this whole time has been manipulating Drea in order to destroy her social life um, and the pe- like her friends and everything around her. Um, and there's great usage of previous footage where, for example, um, when Drea is talking about how narcissists are too focused on themselves to notice they're being played, and Eleanor gives this kind of look, and so at the time when I was first watching, uh, I thought that Eleanor was basically saying, like, oh, that, how do you, like, not, how do you know you're not being played by, like, them? Something like that. Turns out, she knows, it's, yeah, no kidding, I'm playing you like a fiddle. Um, and so, during this, uh, as it turns out, Eleanor had basically changed, started changing her mind, um, on her views of Drea and whether or not she wanted to take full revenge on her. Um, they were starting to get a friendship. And then, kind of like mean, this part really reminded me of Mean Girls, um, Drea reverts to the, like, petty manipulation and only valuing people for how they can help her directly um that her former friends had also done and so and that she'd accused them of uh and so you see that like it's like caddy in mean girls um becoming the mean girl type thing but then you also have uh nora or not eleanor she was formerly formerly went by nora um kind of doing the same thing uh she was dressed up by uh Drea in order to infiltrate her previous friend group and so all glammed up um and she kind of it's like again like Caddy and Mean Girls gets dressed up infiltrates the popular kids becomes one of the popular kids and then takes on the mentality of said group um and in this case I guess Eleanor doesn't really take on that mentality but she in in her uh voiceover at one point, she does talk about how she doesn't recognize herself anymore, and she just kind of felt shitty uh, after what she'd been doing to uh, Drea. That is until Drea kind of acts like a bitch to her, um, and it <laughs> gets intense. She hits Drea with her car at one point to get her back in with that group, cause sympathy. Um, but then. Later on, there's another plot twist with Max. So Max is the previous boyfriend of Drea, who had leaked, who she had thought leaked the, uh, the nude video. Turns out he got her to do the nude video in order to leak it. And then I've been playing her and Eleanor this whole time, uh, in order to basically, uh, make her... It was, I'm trying to, like, remember exactly what he said. It was because they were similar, they were such similar people, and they 
needed it was it was like <laughs> it was like the joker where um like the movie joker where it's like society rips itself apart we're gonna we're so similar that well i guess that's not the joker movie. I, don't, I don't know where i'm going with that whole joker but but basically we're so similar we're both like horrible people who manipulate each other manipulate others um I'm the reason that you're within this friend group, blah, blah, blah. And so essentially wanting to uh, avoid her doing what he did to him. Um, so basically trying to, like, cut the snake's head off before it can bite. Uh, and so that I also did not see. Um, I mean, I had a feeling he leaked it the whole time, but I did not see that, like, double twist. And then... Eleanor having the backup brooch uh, camera, which also was, it makes sense. Like, all of this makes sense. It's weird. It's a really well done, like, set of plot twists. Um, which I feel like doesn't happen that often, to be honest. Uh, but, yeah. I really like that. And then, I guess getting into the uh, queer stuff, um, I really like the chemistry between uh, Eleanor and I think it's Gabby. Um, very cute. like Gabby's style. Um, it's interesting because Gabby's style uh, is very similar to what Eleanor's is at the very beginning of the movie before she gets the whole makeover and everything. Just kind of like the the it's, this actually got me thinking about like lesbian style um, like fashion. And how a lot of the time I think it has roots in the, like, the association of uh, being into women with male uh, male fashion and characteristics and things like that. Where a lot of the time you see lesbians wearing clothing that traditionally would be worn by uh, men. And usually, especially young men. Um, so things like backwards baseball caps, kind of floral shorts, uh, or shirts with, uh, slightly baggier shorts. Um, you see things like, uh, letterman jackets all the time. You see things like, uh, like, like gym shorts, like baggy gym shorts. I'm thinking of this specific TikTok that I've seen where it's like, uh, I think it's the caption is, uh, dressing like, a dressing like a fifth grade boy, but still getting more action than you, um, which is great. But yeah, I thought that's, that, that was another tangent, um, that I went off while watching. But yeah, I, I like their chemistry. They have some cute moments, um, good flirting. Uh, the actor who plays Max did a really good job at being like a performative progressive asshole um i've seen a lot of them in my life and he did a really good job um what else where where else am i going with all of this that's the, that's the question of the century um i mean like I don't know. One thing, one thing, again, going back to the, uh, back to the Mean Girls comparison. One thing that I liked here that Mean Girls didn't do. So in Mean Girls, 
Janice, the the kind of goth girl, um, she she basically acted as badly as Regina George, and this is this is something that's like been discussed uh, in the in the cultural sphere for a long time since it came out, but the movie itself never actually acknowledges that. Um, so you have like like Janice is is pushing Caddy to or Katie. God, Caddy's the, the wrong pronunciation. Uh, Katie, uh, to to do all these horrible things, to manipulate the girls, basically instructing her on how to like destroy these people's lives. Um, and she, at one point, she talks about how she knows she's a bad person. She and Regina George know they're bad people, but uh, Katie doesn't. Uh, and even though that line acknowledges the fact that she's kind of a shitty person, it doesn't acknowledge the fact that, like, she's just as bad as Regina George. Um, and that's kind of an issue. Why should we be rooting for her when she is just as petty of a person and willing to do some fucked up shit? Um, and so in Do Revenge... You have Drea essentially fulfilling that role. Um, but she, instead of devolving back into petty ways uh, and just ending with that, she does realize she's gone back to being a piece of shit. Um, and she apologizes essentially to Eleanor for all of that. She acknowledges the fact that she. Um, she has been a very vindictive person, um, and harmed others, and even the characters in the film call her out for it, as much as they call out, uh, as much as they've been calling out Max and all of their former friends, which I think is a really nice change. That's, like, the, the biggest thing, um, that I think differentiates it from the material it's a uh, tribute to. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's one of my favorite changes. Um, what else? What else? What else we got? Uh, really not a whole lot, I think. I think that's most of it. I've watched the film two times now. I haven't written down notes for this either. This is just me going off the cuff, um, so it's not quite as, then again, I didn't write notes for, um, for my Stranger Things or The Last of Us or, uh, yeah, I didn't write notes for the first Stranger Things one, and I didn't write any notes for The Last of Us, uh, episode, um, yeah, I don't know, I feel like, the, I mean, I think it's me being tired that really makes this unstructured and me not having as much material uh to to exposit I guess um but yeah uh if you were here for uh do revenge and that whole shenanigans um I say that you can turn tune off now uh I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chill and ramble and you're you're free to chill with me um, always welcome, uh, love people to chill with, but, 
if you are listening more actively for specific uh specific media related content then i think this is where where that ends so for those who are signing off um thank you for listening uh and as always you can contact us at our website at www.queerlyapodcast.com let us know what you think of this um this is a format that i have a feeling i won't be doing again uh this is more out of desperation uh after very long hours um and strange scheduling so yeah well we'll see you folks later um and hello to y'all who are staying. Uh, hope you guys are having a good time. Hoping this is somewhat entertaining in some way. I don't expect this one to get that many downloads. Uh, but that's okay. By the way, I wanted to thank everyone for the uh, the Paper Girls episode. I think it's gotten up to 96 downloads now. Which is way more than ever thought one of these would get. Um, it's just it's pretty amazing and like I'm also happy just to see that so many people are interested in that series because unfortunately it was canceled um it wasn't picked up for a second season by Amazon Prime uh but there is some hope because the uh production company is uh basically going to different uh distributors and streaming services to try and get them to pick up the IP so, crossing my fingers on that end. Um, but, what other thing? What are some other things to go over? Or just even talk about? Um, I'm excited for Arcane Season 2. I have no fucking clue when that's coming out. Um, we will have our episode about Arcane soon, I promise. I really have been wanting to talk about it for a while. Um, it's just kind of, it would be a long episode. Just because there are a lot of uh, hours of TV to watch for that. Even though we've already watched it. Um, what are some other things going on? I'm happy. Thank God it's getting colder. Like a little bit colder. I'm I'm so done with having an AC unit. Constantly running. In my hallway room. With, it's just. I'm, I'm ready to be able to open my windows. <laughs> uh, yeah. That would be nice. Um. I don't know if anyone else, like, has this type of issue where you'll be, like, you'll be super motivated in the morning to do something. You'll get it done. And then you just immediately feel exhausted. Like, I, I mean, I think it's probably to do with my my ADHD, but, like, even then, it's, these past few days have been nuts in terms of that. I don't know if it's just not drinking enough water or whatever, but I don't know. Mm. Oh, ooh, a game that I'm actually, I, I mean, I've been kind it's hard because it's not hyped really because it's been so long in development. Um, but for any of you who know the Pillars of Eternity series, um, it's a classic Western RPG. It's isometric. Um, very good. I love uh, Pillars of Eternity. I love, love the sequel Dreadfire. And they are making a third-person uh, 3D uh, RPG, essentially, based in that same universe and all those mechanics and class and everything, called Avowed. Um, and there's been a bit of 
more information recently, but it's been in the works for years at this point. Uh, and so, I mean, I'm excited for it when it does come out, but it's a question of when. When will it? <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, and then, just because we talk about animation a lot on this uh, podcast, uh, for those who haven't heard about it, or even those who have and just want to hear people talk about more for some reason, uh, the whole HBO Max thing going on in terms of them taking off all these different cartoons and animations, um, mostly Cartoon Network-based ones, which sucks in terms of not being able to find this anymore. They, for some reason, Infinity Train, which is a great series, I recommend everyone watch it, it it's been, like, erased from all of Cartoon Network's social media and different websites, and nobody knows what's going on. Uh, the the uh, creator, um, whose first name I'm blanking on, but his last name is Owens, um, has even, like, put out some statements saying that nobody, nobody even uh, at at, like, his contacts and everything know what's going on, because contacts within the, uh, Cartoon Network station and everything like that. It seems to be something to do with the HBO and, uh, Discovery merger? But even then, it's not entirely clear. Um, so that is just extremely unfortunate, uh, erasure of media, really. Like, one, that's one of those things I, I always, like, fear when it comes to giant uh giant media companies with like original content going under when they're streaming services because you can't really yeah there's sometimes you can buy like physical copies of a show or movie that they put out a lot of time you can't and so like for example if netflix goes under which like it's not doing well uh financially because they're putting way too much money into like a shit ton of originals that aren't even good, and then not also not marketing like a lot of their actual good stuff. Um, and there's actually there's a great video talking about like with Netflix, um, certain f- the the like when they're huge investors having, uh, and again this in- it isn't like an individual v- investor, it's like a group. It's like one of those. <laughs> Uh, they're not like they're not benevolent type of people but basically um social impact is like one of the things that they uh they take into consideration when funding things and so netflix has been has been losing a lot of funding on that end um and so they they just start they're doing too hot, but like if they do go under, there's so many good series and things like Bojack, Bojack Horseman, another series I love. I don't think there's ever been a physical release of that series, and so I'm sure somebody will have like a backed up version. But the fa- the idea that the media could be essentially erased from the majority of the population in terms of accessibility. It's kind of crazy, because digital, digital uh, media and just digital files and formatting has been thought of for so long as the ultimate, uh, the ultimate end. And even stone can be weared away, but digital never degrades. 
thing is, digital can be deleted, never to be returned again. Uh, and so, <laughs> unless somebody uses the Wayback Machine and archives your website, it's gone forever. Um, same with those files, same with those movies and TV shows. It's just wild to me. I mean, like, yeah, I fear that happening, but, like, realistically, somebody is going to already have backed up everything, and Netflix isn't gonna go under without, like, telling people that the service is gonna shut down. Um, but, yeah, it's just a wild thing to think about. Like, even, even, I'm, I'm basically the family, uh, uh, archivist. So I have sorted all of our, like, home videos. My dad did a lot of camcorder filming. And so right now it's all in a digital format. Before it was on tape, which thank God we got it, uh, transferred to, I think we first transferred it to DVD and now it's digital. Um, but basically it, there's essentially like five copies and like mine, I feel pretty confident that it, it won't be, like, messed with at all. But if all five of us happen to lose it, that, that those, those videos, those memories, all that, they're gone. They're gone forever, despite the fact that we put them into a format that can't degrade. It's up to us to, to keep them, to keep them somewhere, you know? It's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I find that very interesting. Because usually when you think about like, do you even, even like CDs and DVDs, um, well, no, that's a bad example. I was going to say something different. Um, I'm going to cut that little bit out, please. Thank you, editing me. Um, okay, what well, I was on a rant about, I was talking about digital permanence. Yeah. Yeah. I guess on that on that that note of like of fear of like digital uh uh permanence in existence. It's not even on that note, but you know, it's somewhat barely related. Um I've gotten into uh old a lot of like older technology and also just like more limited technology I guess. So like not access to everything at one time and I've, I've actually really enjoyed it so I've um like I have an iPod Nano if, for those who had one it's the one the purple ones it's that it's that like fourth generation I think it's the one that everyone had it was the really really popular one um and it works great uh and I forgot just how many songs can store with just eight gigabytes uh <laughs> But, yeah, no, it's, and I've, I've had Walkmans and stuff, I have a different Walkman coming, because I sold my old one, um, and I don't know, something about having limited access, <laughs> it, it sounds weird, it sounds weird, you'd think you want all this choice, but for some reason, having limited access to things that you've already predetermined, uh, to be available, so, like, you already made the tape or you already downloaded it to your, your thing um it's nice you don't spend as much time like just sitting there being overwhelmed by how many options you have like when you're on a streaming service and you're just staring at all the options and you don't end up picking anything and you waste like an hour um you just kind of avoid that it's really nice and 
you don't get as distracted from your surroundings when you use something like that. So, like, if I had my Walkman playing, I wasn't just staring at my Walkman the whole time or, like, doing other things. I was still in the moment in my surroundings, you know? I mean, I say you know, but I'm, I'm sure you got some do and then some don't. I don't know why I ask this. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I think that's about it. I rambled for what, like... 10? 10 minutes or so? Yeah, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut, I'm gonna cut around here or something. Um, alright. Well, for those who stuck fully through this, thank you so much. Um, I hope my ramblings made some sort of sense. We'll see if, when editing, I can make any sense of things. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, thank you for staying. Uh, as always, uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, all the good ones. Uh, you can also just listen to us directly at our RSS link, which is uh, www.rss.com slash queerly, uh, and it'll take you right to our homepage there. And you can find all the different platforms we're on on that page. You can also listen to us directly on our website at www.queerlyapodcast.com. On that website, you can also find future episode topics that we want to do, as well as some recommendations we have. And you can contact us, give us opinions on what, what we're doing, uh, any improvements. There are plenty that can be made, I'm sure. Um, or just, you know, little comments, things you want us to talk about even, uh, whether it be... A, just a topic in general or a specific piece of media um, we'd be happy to hear it uh, and you can also uh, help us out by we'll be posting essentially I, I go onto reddits I go into subreddits for specific uh, topics and like communities so for example for the paper girls one I went into the subreddit for paper girls what you can do is you can help us by uh, basically reposting uh, the post to other reddits or other related groups that you know of uh, just to spread spread it around see if other people are interested um, and finally you can also contact us at our Twitter uh, and at our Twitter handle at queerly underscore podcast uh, we'll announce our episodes there as well in case you know since we don't have a real set schedule, um, that's a good place to find out when something drops. Um, we'll also give little announcements about timing, things like that. Uh, and yeah, I think that's about it. Again, uh, thank you for sticking through this weird-ass format that I just did. Ho I'm going to try to clean it up as best I can tomorrow. Um, but yeah, if you've been listening to this at night, uh, I wish you a good night. Um, otherwise, I hope you all had a good day, and stay healthy, stay well, stay happy, uh, and we will see you next time. Bye!